in Beirut. But don't you think, <laughs> instead of refighting the, the, the question of Israel in Lebanon, and, and you know, Arnold and I have discussed this many times, yeah, and I agree with The only thing I would go right on, but, but I just question, want to say the media was not a co-conspirator with anybody to render an anti-Israel... But there was a media let, let me tone, just, David. Let, let me just suggest this, David, and I've listened. I, I, I went there um, out of concern for what was taking place because many of my constituents um, wanted to know. And I thought better than just getting the press reports, go there. And I went there during the hostilities. No I, truce. I was there at the same time. Observed and, the same and, thing Arnold did. And let me tell you, Arnold's uh, description was accurate. And certainly there were, there were casualties, and certainly there were some civilians uh, who were killed. But uh, I don't believe that we could ever go back in time and show where a war was fought under such circumstances with such restraint. And I remember the propaganda. Before I went there, uh, I was going to be looking for 600,000 Palestinian refugees, and that certainly was not the case. Um, I was going to look for this incredible loss of life. Uh, again, that was not the case. Uh, I remember speaking to the then Prime Minister, Prime Minister Begin, uh, when they did have the power, and the propaganda drums throughout the world were beating. They were right throughout the world about how terrible Israel was, and she had 3,000 tanks, mass she could have gone in, and within a relative short period of time and captured Beirut, and she probably should have, and I think the free world and our allies and ourselves included made a terrible mistake by uh, exercising all of the power they had collectively in this country and urging Israel not to do that because I think the situation would have been far better than we have today. Uh, at that time, I think the Syrians would have done just about anything. But of course, that whole situation has turned around. But they're coming back to the point, focusing. The media was beating a drum, and the American public were getting the most incredible pictures. I'll just leave you with this one thought. I never forget, and I think we should go back. Every single newspaper and every television screen had this uh, deplorable picture, this horrible picture of this uh, grief-stricken woman, Arab woman, clutching her child with the arms reportedly being Front page of off. the London Times. And it was worldwide, and the hostility that rained down, and then, of course, and six weeks later, uh, we were able to track down and demonstrate that, that, number one, the child had been saved, and it was not an Israeli bombardment, and the child did not lose its arms, but it was a Palestinian bombardment, already indelibly pressed in the minds of people in this country and throughout the free world. What savagery and butchery. And, of course, the retractions are on page 26, if there are any, the stories that this was an error. And so there was, uh, to my mind, an incredible hostility that was put forth by the press throughout the world. And don't you think it comes out of this and double standard and, and this latent anti-Semitism that's always there? Don't you think it comes from the general notion that Israel can do not the slightest wrong, that the Jewish people indeed can do not the slightest wrong? Because if they do, the rest of the world will say, Ha, you violated your own standards and we got you now and we're going to show you. You're always purporting to be a light under the nations, you're always purporting to be uh, self-righteous and stiff-necked, and we've got you. I think that was a classic example of that attitude coming to the fore. And that attitude shows itself when there is a French party that now claims the Holocaust didn't occur and appeals to 10% of the voters, and so on. Across, when In the United Nations, people sit still and listen to the most virulent anti-Semitism and don't, don't uh, defend against it, as, as Arnold has says we should, we should be demanding. They are doing it because underneath, 
they really kind of feel that the Jewish people are somehow, even today, with all of the progress, still a bit uh, outside the mainstream, a bit of an aberration, a bit too much. And I, I, unless, I, I think what Dr. McGuire said before is exactly on that point. Let me just, just mention the way I experience this frequently. It's, it's another face of discrimination, and it's called politeness. And it's a, a failure. Many people, my friends will say to me, who are non-Jews, um, you don't dare criticize Israel to a Jew. That's, that's the form in which I receive it. And I think as a Catholic, I've experienced this during the last campaign, for example, I spoke out against some of the Catholic bishops in this country who made it look like Catholicism was an anti-abortion league with no other concerns about uh, born life involved. And I had to speak pretty strongly, I thought, in, at that moment. And I was on with a distinguished uh, clergyman of another Christian church, and afterwards he said to me, well, that's good that you could say that. Uh, we couldn't say that. Now, I'm really sorry about that. Uh, I, I don't feel that, I feel I can criticize Catholicism because I love it. And I feel that I should, uh, other persons criticizing it, I don't say you're anti-Catholic. I think somehow our debate, as it is here, ought to be more open. See, I don't understand this, but there's a great tendency I know among uh, many non-Jews to feel, well, I don't want to get into those sensitive issues about the Palestinian question or this Lebanon thing. I, that's just a failure of, of nerve and of insight. I uh, wanted to go back and say, if our experience with the press in Lebanon is not unique and is not an aberration, but is to be a regular traditional thing, then indeed you're right in saying there's an awful rise in anti-Semitism across the world because that's an indication of a spirit and an attitude that will not only destroy Jews, it'll destroy the world. And I would hope and pray that that experience in the Lebanese situation was nothing more than an aberration, never to happen again. Let me ask you, all the discussions of the West Bank continue to reflect exactly the same attitude throughout the world, Arnold. The uh, right-wing movements have always been the, the, the cutting edge of anti-Semitism. In the and United yet, States? No, no, abroad. And yet, uh, today, socialist countries, so-called socialist countries, France, Italy, Spain, uh, they seem to have a more virulent anti-Semitism and a growing one. Well, it's turned into terrorism. You have a red terrorism and you have a black terrorism. But the terrorism, if I may adhere to the United States for a moment, the terrorism that we're seeing in the United States is an evidence not of the success of the extremists, but of their failure. They're frustrated. The Klan is getting nowhere. All those kinds of organizations are hitting a stone wall, and so they're reaching out to terror to try to make a position and a place for themselves on the American scene. They've gotten so kooky, now they're shooting at the American government. They're trying to kill FBI agents. The terror in the United States is an evidence of failure, in my judgment, of extremism. The terrorism in Europe, whether it be of the red or the black kind, is an evidence of a serious, serious situation to which both the Senator and Howard Squadron referred earlier. The theory that the right was the center of anti-Semitic attitudes, and indeed racist attitudes of all kinds, and that the left was the center of libertarian views, uh, is that theory, which was very much in vogue immediately after World War II, no longer holds water. The extremes of both left and right are equally intolerant equally uh, racist in their views. And indeed, coming back to a theme that we didn't really follow up, what happened as a result of the existence of the State of Israel? 
Israel and the United States are closely allied in the minds of those left-wing extremists in the world who would attack Western democracy and who would therefore, because Israel is, after all, the homeland of the Jewish people, they also attack the Jewish people. And so left anti-Semitism is today as much a factor to deal with as right anti-Semitism. Uh, what is the difference in the anti-Semitism of, of Spain, of Italy, of Germany? Are, are there nuances? Are they all of a piece? Well, I, I, I don't think they're all allied. They all take different forms. I think what you have in each of those cases, as a matter of fact, you pick three countries that are kind of interesting because Bettino Craxi, who is now the Italian uh, prime minister, is a man who is uh, as tolerant and broad-minded as you'll find, and his party is, is very uh, receptive uh, uh, to uh, Jewish participation, and indeed uh, much of the uh, 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 much of the Italian uh, Jewish population that is still there following World War II is uh, supportive of his party. Uh, so even though the extremist groups are beginning to appeal to anti-Semitism, uh, you have at the same time those people in power uh, not condoning it at all in Italy. I think in Spain as well, the people in power are not condoning it. In Germany, the people in power are not condoning it. In France, the people in power are not condoning it. But what you are getting is opportunistic politicians who think that exactly because the people in power are not only not condoning it, but indeed have Jewish participation in their parties. Mitterrand has many uh, leading uh, members of the party who are Jewish. Uh, you, you find that they now have a way to attack the government. They now have a way to attack uh, the party in power. And they also have a way to appeal uh, to the yahoos in the society who continue to have in their minds the anti-Semitism that is ready to be appealed to. It's purely opportunistic politics. Unfortunately, what happens is every time one of those opportunistic politicians takes this as his theme song, he actually acquires followers. He manages to get between 5 and 10 percent of the vote. That's what's distressing. Or won't that always be? Uh, I think I, it I, will, it, yes. It's always going to be, and I don't uh, care whether it's... Uh, anti-Semitism or uh, uh, just an anti-religious uh, bent or just uh, the know-nothings that we've had in, in our own country going back uh, to the turn of the century. Uh, so I think we have to understand that there will always be uh, that, that, lunatic that lunatic who will well, come forward. The lunatic forward fringe and, becomes and the government when you talk about the Soviet Union or when you talk about Arab nations, you see. That's a government-financed, supported, created, and inspired anti-Semitism is against the kind that Harold and the Senator are talking about. And that's where the action is, and, and that's, that's where the problem is. And there's the frightening part. The frightening part is that what have we done as a country to focus in, in terms of the kind of virulence? And by the way, I, I've always been somewhat uh, upset that, uh, for example, if you take a look at the incredible discrimination, the two groups who should be working together, the Catholic community, uh, the uh, Ukrainians, 50 million, systematically persecuted, not allowed to speak their native tongue, send their children to their schools, uh, custom. And then the, the, the Jews of the Soviet Union, 3 million. Uh, I think we should focus in on that. I think we should bring the systematic discrimination. And the other groups, uh, this is, you have one of the most repressive uh, regimes. And then, of course, now we have a new leader. And my gosh, we we're declaring his wife as the Jackie Onassis of, uh, of, of the East, the new, uh, you know, the new cultural. My, my gosh, we're ready to, to say what's wonderful things. Uh, now, um, 
I would wish that we would begin to take a look and say, what does this government do to its people? And if it does it to its people, what do you think it will be doing in other areas of the world where it tends to, looks to expand its influence? We're not doing that. I want to thank you. I have to pause. We'll be back. Well, that's it for tonight. Thank you for being with